The Bible Podcast is here to help get us in the Word together, in those small pockets of time that we can find doing chores or tasks, traveling or commuting, and it doesn't have to be hard or complicated. So come on in, have a seat, and let's read the Bible together. This is your host, Virginia Price. Welcome to the Bible Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another day in Ecclesiastes. Man, I don't know why this is making me so pumped, but having like seen that whole overview of Ecclesiastes like we talked about at the beginning of the week, and then just like reading these chapters, I'm just so fired up about it. Um, I know personally myself, after we wrap up here this week to 150, uh, we're at episode 149 today, um, then we're I'm going to keep reading on through the rest of Ecclesiastes. It is so fascinating to me, and I'm really enjoying the poetry. Um, of this book. So uh, maybe it's also the NLT helps as well as it's written to be read aloud, but man, I'm enjoying it. So we are in Ecclesiastes 5 today because I couldn't help myself yesterday. We read Ecclesiastes 3 and 4. So if you want to catch those, then that's where they are. Uh, But let's get into it today. Um, We start at the top of the chapter with approaching God with care in verse 1. As you enter the house of God, keep your ears open and your mouth shut. It is evil to make mindless offerings to God. Don't make rash promises and don't be hasty in bringing matters before God. After all, God is in heaven and you are here on earth. So let your words be few. Too much activity gives you restless dreams. Too many words make you a fool. When you make a promise to God, don't delay in following through, for God takes no pleasure in fools. Keep all the promises you make to Him. It is better to say nothing than to make promises and not keep it. Don't let your mouth make you sin, and don't defend yourself by telling the temple messenger that the promise you made was a mistake. That would make God angry, and He might wipe out everything you have ever achieved. Talk is cheap, like daydreams and other useless activities. Fear God instead. The futility of wealth. Verse 8. Don't be surprised if you see a poor person being oppressed by the powerful, and if justice is being miscarried throughout the land. For every official under orders from higher up in the matters of justice get lost in red tape and bureaucracy. Even the king milks the land for his own profit. Those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. The more you have, the more people come to help you spend it. So what good is wealth? Except perhaps to watch it slip through your fingers. People who work hard sleep well, whether they eat little or much, but the rich seldom get a good night's sleep. There is another serious problem I have under the sun. Hoarding riches harms the saver. Money is put into risky investments that turn sour and everything is lost. In the end, there is nothing left to pass on to one's children. We all come to the end of our lives as naked and empty-handed as on the day we were born. We can't take our riches with us. And this too is a very serious problem. People leave this world no better off than where they came. And all their hard work is for nothing, like working for the wind. Throughout their lives, they live under a cloud, frustrated, discouraged, and angry. Even so, I have noticed one thing at least that is good. It is good for people to eat, drink, and enjoy the work under the sun during the short life God has given them, and to accept their lot in life. And it is a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. To enjoy your work and accept your lot in life, this indeed is a gift from God. God keeps such people so busy enjoying life that they take no time to brood over the past. Now, this kind of gets into where the chapter is going um, at towards the end of Ecclesiastes because he writes all of these things. But the main point is, is that we do need to just like live our life in God. And so he kind of says it as like a throwing up and a giving up and like, yeah, whatever, just live your life and 
by the end of uh, chapter five. Um, but I, uh, I'm excited to see because I'm pretty sure it does change and shift a little bit um, as we get into uh, the later parts of this book. So um, one of the things that this really reminds me of is one of the times in my motherhood, my children were really little, uh, I would get so frustrated so easily. Um, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I still get frustrated. But um, one thing I learned, which was difficult, uh, was that expectations um, are really um, a source of frustration. And I used to tell people like, hey, you know, they would ask me for parenting advice or <laughs> advice from new moms. And I was like, don't have expectations. Um, and it seemed a little depressing because it was like, you know, don't have expectations because if you have expectations, then they might not get met. And if you don't have expectations, then you'll never be disappointed. And while it's like a little bleak, um, there, <laughs> I still kind of believe it in the sense of like, you have to be realistic with your life and your day, even though going to the bathroom and making yourself some food in peace seems like something that you should be able to expect of yourself with children. It, it, it's not actually a solid expectation. So you kind of have to like live this life with, I have these expectations, these things that I'm hoping for and looking for, they turn out a certain way, but I also need to just keep my hand open and keep my heart open and understand that they might not happen that way and not just like throw a fit and cry and yell or scream or whatever because this expectation is going unmet or this expectation is failing or whatever. Um, and so even though it seems kind of depressing, there's a little bit of truth in that like there is here in Ecclesiastes 5. So uh, that's just what it made me think of. Um, so I hope that blesses somebody. Uh, but I am, I can say that there is a joy to it of just letting the things go. Because if you're anything like me, and maybe you have some control issues, and you want everything to go exactly the way you want it to go, um, you can get really derailed when you have expectations that are held like that. And so um, I'm maybe I'm just gonna spend a little bit more time in Ecclesiastes here. <laughs> Oh man, tomorrow is the big 150. I hope to see you guys there and you hang out with us. Uh, appreciate each and every one of you guys for being here. Seriously, season one has been phenomenal and it couldn't have happened without you. I really appreciate you. So um, I will see you tomorrow. Episode 150, here we come. Bye guys. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so glad to have you in our audience and I hope you come over to our Instagram and join our community there at underscore the Bible podcast. Our podcast is a ministry production of The Sevenfold. If you'd like to know more about us and what we do, please visit our site at thesevenfold.com. Thanks again for joining me today. And until next time, much love from The Bible Podcast.